When I teach pickleball clinics or offer private lessons, one of the biggest questions, one of the most common things people ask about has to do with grips. People ask me not just how they should hold the paddle, but should they change their grip during play? Well, the short answer is, it depends. And today on Pickleball Problems, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Hello and welcome to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Rennes, and today we are talking about pickleball grips. Should you change your grip while you are playing the point? And I said earlier at the start that it depends, and I want to unpack this just a little bit. But before we do, we should think about technique in general. What are we looking for out of our technique? Why does it matter? Technique isn't just for the sake of technique. You don't win pickleball because you look pretty hitting the ball because you're using the right technique. I've never seen a pro player stop a rally and say, oh, I love the technique you're using. Nice grip. You deserve the point. No, technique is a tool that we use to apply a tactic. It's a tool we use to try to do something with the ball. So let's talk a little bit about technique, some of the key elements that make good technique different from bad technique. And that will help us to answer the question about the kind of grip we should use. Okay, so three elements we should talk about. First, we should talk about stability. We want to use a grip that will allow us to make solid contact with the ball without having the paddle twist in our hands or require a whole bunch of excessive movement. Imagine if every time you play a dink, you had to move your paddle a whole bunch to play that dink. That's going to make you a less consistent player, right? Now, please don't confuse this idea of stability with grip strength. That's a different issue altogether. Maybe we'll talk about that in another episode. But if we want to be a solid, consistent player, we should look to hold the paddle in a way that can be stable through impact even when we're hitting at higher speeds. We don't have to move it a whole lot. It's also important that the technique we're using, in this case we're talking about the grip, it's important that the technique we use is versatile. One of the really fun things about pickleball is how many different kinds of shots a player can hit. And a grip that allows us to hit a greater number of these different kinds of shots is probably preferable to a grip that allows us to hit fewer. Imagine if the grip you're using only allows you to hit six different kinds of shots, whereas a different kind of grip allows you to hit 10 or 12. Simply put, it's better to have more options. It's better to use a grip that gives us more of those options, no matter where we are on the court. And finally, safety. Look, it's true. This is probably the least sexy of the three elements I talked about. But you want to use a grip. You want to use any kind of technique that is more likely to keep you injury-free. And this should be a consideration when we're talking about technique. Coaches should talk about this with their players. Okay, maybe you can put the ball where you want right now. Maybe you can get it there in the way you want. But look, the technique you're using is putting you at greater risk for an injury. That should be a red flag. So these are the three considerations. The stability of the paddle at the moment of contact. How versatile we can be. How much does this grip allow us to hit different kinds of shots? And is it safe when we use it? And when we come back from a quick break, we're going to talk about the different kinds of grips and how well they match up with these three elements. This episode of Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. Are you a pickleball instructor? Would you like to become one? One of the great things that we do over at Pickleball Coaching International, PCI for short, is our instructor certification program is offered online. So that means as soon as you sign up, you're emailed all the materials, the training materials. You go through it at your own pace, at your own speed, at your own convenience. And that is unlike any of the other options out there for certification. 
That means you don't have to travel. You don't have to wait for us to come to your town. You don't have to miss school or work. You don't have to cancel your pickleball tournament to go to an instructor certification course. With Pickleball Coaching International, the training is all online, and then you submit videos of yourself on the court with real players for evaluation. It is, it's a really good way to do it, I think. That's why we designed it the way we did, and that's why we have so many very happy members. If you are a Pickleball instructor or you want to become one and you're interested in certification, head over to PCIPickleball.com. That's PCIPickleball.com. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Rennes, and today we're talking about grips and should you change your grips when playing pickleball? Just before the break, we talked about three key categories we should consider when it comes to grips. We should talk about the stability of our paddle. Can we keep the paddle face relatively stable when making contact? We should talk about versatility. Does this grip allow us to hit a bunch of different kinds of shots? We talked about safety. Can I use this grip pretty consistently with very limited risk when it comes to injury? Okay, so those are the key considerations. Now let's look at some of the most prominent grips. And this is a little bit tricky to talk about grips because it's a very visual thing, but to do it here on a podcast, so I'm going to do my best. So the first is the continental grip. And sometimes people call this the hammer grip. Okay, the continental grip, I don't know why it's called that, by the way. It doesn't really matter. Imagine you're holding your paddle. And you know what? If, if you don't have a paddle handy, I would just hit pause on this podcast, go grab yourself a paddle, come back, and then we can do this together. I'll wait. Okay, now that you got your paddle. So you're holding your paddle and hold it in a way just like you're holding a hammer. And what you should notice is there's a little V shape between your thumb and your index finger. That should be right on top of the handle. It's almost like if you were um, sort of sliding your hand down the edge of your paddle with that V going right down the edge on the top of the grip. Okay, it's just like you're holding a hammer. And this grip, uh, technical term for it is a continental grip. Okay, um, there's a few advantages for sure. One of the advantages, because you'll see, like imagine if you are swinging, you're hitting a forehand, you're hitting slightly in front of your body, between your body and the net. So you'll notice that the paddle face opens just slightly. And that's really great if you're hitting a ball that has kind of an arc. So maybe you're hitting a slower serve, maybe you're hitting a higher return. Maybe you're playing a drop or a dink, which tend to have arcs, right? The continental grip, because it opens the paddle face on both the forehand and backhand side, it's pretty nice for this, for having this little bit of an arc. It's also fairly stable on both the forehand and backhand side. You can hit a backhand with a continental grip with that bottom edge leading, and it's a fairly strong hitting position. Another upside of using the continental grip is when hitting with backspin or sidespin, right? If you want to have a slightly downward swing on the ball to create that backspin, this is a perfect grip for that. So that's the upside. But what about the downside of the continental grip? What's bad about it? Well, because it naturally opens the paddle face, it can be a little bit tougher to close that paddle face at the moment of contact to keep that ball lower. Let's say you want to drive your serve. Let's say you want to drive your return. Let's say you want to drive that third shot. You're going to need to sort of turn the paddle face, and that can be kind of difficult to do. Unless, of course, you hit the ball right beside your body, but that's a very weak hitting position. So this is the main downside of the continental grip, is that because it naturally opens the paddle face, any shots you want to hit with a closed paddle face become a little more difficult. And you remember I said earlier that one of the things we should look at is like how stable is the paddle face at contact. Well, if you have to keep closing the paddle face as you make contact, there's not a whole lot of stability there. So the upside is it's fairly strong about the forehand and back inside. You're less likely to get injured. That's good. There's 
not a whole lot of stability. I mean, it, on, I guess on some shots, if you're hitting balls with an arc, there's some stability there. If you're playing with a backspin, there's some stability there. So that's good. Versatility, pretty tough to hit with much topspin with a continental grip. Not impossible, just a little bit tougher. Okay, so that's the continental grip. Let's talk about a different grip. Let's talk about the eastern forehand grip. Okay, you got your paddle again. So this time, um, you're going to put your hand on uh, the face of your paddle and slide it down. So now it's almost like you're shaking hands. Sometimes it is even called a handshake grip. Your hand is slightly behind the handle, just a little bit. So imagine you're hitting a forehand, you've got your hand, your palm is facing the net, then you've got the paddle, okay, then you've got the net in front of it. Now, um, the upside here, the main advantage here, is that because your hand is slightly behind the handle, this is a really strong hitting position when you're hitting that forehand. Okay, this is why a lot of people, when they just pick up a paddle for the first time, it just sort of feels right in their hand because it is in that stronger hitting position. Another upside of the Eastern forehand grip is it sort of closes the paddle face, not all the way closed, but it makes it more neutral, straight up and down, which is really great if you want to hit the ball hard and keep it low, or if you want to put topspin on the ball, which requires a neutral paddle face. The downside here, well, the main downside, the disadvantage of using the Eastern forehand grip is actually on the backhand side. So keep that grip exactly the same it is, where your hand is behind the handle just slightly. Now move your hand and paddle over as though you're hitting a backhand. You'll notice now that your hand is in front of the paddle. It's between the handle and the net. And that's a really weak hitting position. And if you choose to play backhands using that same grip, which lots of people do, there's a whole bunch of disadvantages. Paddle face starts to tilt up a little bit, so it's going to be harder to keep balls down. It's a weak hitting position, so if you want to drive the ball with an eastern forehand grip on the backhand side, that is tough to do. And because it's in such a weak hitting position, you're actually more susceptible to an injury. Your opponents blast that ball at your backhand when you're holding that grip, you're up at the net, it's going to hurt. This is a common reason, incidentally, why a lot of people have very weak backhands. Because they hold the paddle with an eastern forehand grip, it feels good, it feels natural. Then the ball comes to their backhand side, and they use that same grip, and it's like, ooh, this feels horrible. And so what do they do? They avoid their backhand, they run around, they use their forehands. So the eastern forehand grip has a lot of upside when you're playing forehands. You can hit harder, you can keep the ball lower. It's a strong hitting position, you put topspin on it. But it really starts to fall apart when it's on the backhand side. When we come back in a moment, we're going to talk about some other grips you might want to use and what's going to be best for you. This episode of Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Selkirk TV. Selkirk TV, if you like watching pickleball matches, if you like seeing tournaments, if you like watching shows, if you like learning, if you like tips and tricks, there are so many free and really great shows available on Selkirk TV. Just go to wherever you download apps from. It's the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. Download Selkirk TV today. I promise you will not be disappointed. If you are a pickleball fan, whether you love watching the pros or you just like learning for yourself, Selkirk TV has you covered. Head over to the App Store, to Google Play, download Selkirk TV right away. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today, we're talking about pickleball grips. Should you change your grips when playing pickleball? We just finished talking about the continental grip and its ups and downs. We talked about the eastern forehand grip, how it can be really good on the forehand side, but very weak on the backhand side. Let's talk about some other grips, specifically the eastern backhand grip. 
Okay, you got your paddle still? Well, this time imagine you're playing a backhand, but your knuckle, right by like the, the top of your hand, your index finger knuckle, it's gonna go right on top of the handle, sort of closing the paddle face. The upside here is that this is a really strong hitting position, right? You can blast that ball on the backhand side. The paddle face is kind of neutral, so you can keep it low. You want to hit with topspin, you can do that as well. There's a whole lot to say when driving that ball with the backhand. The downside, of course, is that when you hit here, well, that's different than the forehand grip. So you're going to have to change between the forehand and the backhand. And changing, I mean, there's times in a pickleball match that you have time to change between forehand and backhand. Let's say, I don't know, you're returning a serve or you're getting ready to hit a third shot. The ball's coming from a long way away. Yeah, there's time to change between whatever you're using on the forehand and your eastern backhand grip. But what about in situations where things are coming really fast, where you're right up at the net as one of those bang-bang volley exchanges, you don't have enough time. So the eastern backhand grip is great when you're driving the ball from the back of the court, you've got time to prepare. But in most other situations, it's not going to be ideal. All right, now I wasn't going to talk about this one, but let's talk about this bonus grip. It's known as the semi-western grip. And this grip is found when the hand is even further behind the paddle when you're hitting a forehand. It's almost like it's underneath the handle just a little bit. Not all the way underneath, but just a little bit. Now, what is the upside here? Well, it really closes the paddle face. So if you're going to hit a forehand with this closed paddle face, you really have to accelerate up the back of the ball. And that is how you get a lot of topspin. And you see some players, Riley Newman is the most prominent example, using this eastern forehand grip regularly. His almost goes even, did I say eastern forehand? I meant semi-western, I'm sorry. Um, his almost go verges on what we call a full western, where it's all the way under. But you see lots of tennis players who, when they come over to pickleball, like the strong tennis players, that's how they're used to hitting the ball in tennis because there's so much more friction between the ball and the racket than the ball and the paddle, well, they start to learn pretty quickly that this is not ideal for pickleball, okay, because it always requires that really intense low to high swing path, which is pretty tough to do in pickleball and still get the ball up and over the net. Now, of course, if you're using east uh, semi-western forehand grip on the backhand side, you're going to be in a really weak hitting position. That's going to be even worse. It's going to be so you're going to be, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be hard to control the ball. It's going to be hard to keep the ball down and you're way more susceptible to an injury. So what should you do? We've talked about a bunch of different grips. We talked about the continental grip and the eastern forehand grip and the eastern backhand grip and the semi-western grip. What should you do? How do you decide? Well, when I started playing pickleball, I advocated for the continental grip as the primary grip. And this was mainly because it was so versatile. I could hit pretty much all my shots, serves and returns and drops and dinks, lobs, volleys, using that continental grip on both the forehand and backhand. I didn't have to switch. And that's a real advantage. But I no longer think that the continental grip makes the most sense as the default. When it comes to powerful shots like serves and drives, the eastern forehand grip always, always, almost always makes the most sense on the forehand side. It's strong, easier to keep the ball down, friendly to topspin. But again, we have the problem with the backhand using that grip on the backhand side. And the eastern forehand grip does not do well over there. So while it's true that there's sometimes some opportunities to change grips from forehand to backhand, not in those quick, quick bang, bang exchanges. So this is where we see so many more players, pros and non-pros alike, starting to adopt a two-handed backhand. I know, I know. If you're a one-handed backhand player like I typically am, you might say, Mark, I don't like the two-handed backhand. Well, let me, let me make the case for it. 
When you use a two-handed backhand, you have the best of both worlds. You can still have that eastern forehand grip, that strong grip that allows you to hit hard, allows you to hit with Thompson on the forehand side. And when the ball comes to that backhand side, yeah, your forehand, your dominant hand is still in a weak position, but guess what? You've got your non-dominant hand to support it. So we see a lot of players. Ben Johns is one that most prominently comes to mind for me. I saw him really change between using one-handed backhands always at the net to now two-handed backhands because it allows him to keep his forehand in that strong hitting position, his dominant hand, using that eastern forehand grip. And then when it comes to his left side, when it comes to his backhand, he's got the stability of the second hand. We see this happening all over the place. Go watch some elite pickleball, and you're going to see a lot of players, especially in defensive situations where they need more stability, using that two-handed backhand for that stability. So what does this mean for you? Well, I think it means that you should consider this an invitation to go out on the court and experiment. Fool around. Try using different grips on the forehand or backhand side. See what happens. Now, be aware that a significant grip change, this is often like major surgery, so I don't recommend this kind of experiment, experimentation in a match that you care about winning. If you're going out to play your gold medal match, that is not the time to start to experiment with different grips. But in a low-pressure situation, whether it's with a friend that you like to drill with, or a coach, a ball machine, even hitting against a wall, there might be some value in playing around with different grips, seeing what each can do for you. And if you've never hit a two-handed backhand before, don't worry. Neither had the pros. Neither had Ben Johns until one day he did. All right, this music tells us it's the end of the show. Thanks for listening today. I would love to know what do you think? What kind of grips do you use? Do you use a two-handed backhand? Let me know. Mark at thirdshotsports.com is the email to send it to. And even better, send it as a voice note. Open up your phone, the voice note app. Send it to me, mark at thirdshotsports.com. Tell us all about it. If you have a pickleball problem you'd like me to try to solve, you can send it to us too, mark at thirdshotsports.com. Thanks as always to our good friends over at Selkirk Sport for making this podcast possible. And thanks... Well, thanks to me. Uh, Pickleball Coaching International, we started that a number of years ago. It's going gangbusters. It's now uh, officially endorsed by USA Pickleball as a partner, as an official coach education partner. So head over to PCIPickleball.com, our instructor certification program. It's all online. You can get everything you need to do it at your own speed. Until next time, I'm Mark Renison. Thanks for listening. And go out there and experiment with those grips.